0: Has God got anything to do with it? Or you're going leaning on your own understanding. If it will benefit the kingdom of God, that's where I'm going. Because the time of reward is coming. So we really need to know that. Today, I have a very important message, and I'm praying, God please help me, uh, that I want to share with you. Uh, for God to give you uh, an openness in your heart, and give you revelation, so that you can... Go forth and be successful in life the way God wants us to to be. Father, I just ask that you speak to us today and minister to our spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I want to speak on a message entitled, The Dual Nature of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. The Dual Nature of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. If you come on Wednesdays, I've been touching on this briefly touch on touching it a little bit pull back but i want to go into it today uh, to give you understanding of the nature of the kingdom of god the gospel is words about the kingdom of god and so when jesus came his first thing his first message is repent for the kingdom of god is at hand." that was his message Repent, in other words, turn around because the kingdom of God is about to be revealed. So it's going to be a kingdom within a kingdom. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of light. And Jesus was saying, repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus is the king of that kingdom. Jesus is the king of the kingdom of God. Jesus in your life is the life of God in you if you are born again. When Jesus lives inside you, the life of God is inside you. That's Jesus. The gospel of Jesus Christ is divided into two parts. The person of Jesus himself. And the second part, his principles the person of Jesus himself, and then his words, his principles, his laws. Jesus in your life prepares you for heaven. When you receive Jesus into your life, and you really mean business, Jesus comes into your heart, that's your spirit, the Holy Spirit gives birth To your spirit. And the Bible says you become a new creature. And Jesus in your life, in your heart, prepares you for heaven. Now, his principles. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. And your neighbor as yourself. And every other thing that he's given to us. His principles prepare you for life on the earth. I'll say that again. His principles that He has left us prepares you for or prepare you for life on the earth. When Jesus comes into your life, you're going to heaven. but the quality of your life is not going to depend on Jesus in your heart. it will depend on your working knowledge of the principles He's given to you on the earth so you decide was how you're going to live your life on the earth god doesn't decide that you decide if you want to have peace you decide that there are many christians who are in turmoil. <laughs> they're confused worried needs not met but Jesus is still in their heart. And they're going to heaven. They just don't know his principles. My people perish for lack of knowledge. They don't, and when they know the word, they don't have a working knowledge of it to apply it. Because let me tell you, the word of God will not fail you. I'm telling you now. If you have that word of God, The word of God can never fail you. Men will fail you. They will break their promises. They will promise you. But they can't really meet your need. But if you have the word of God inside of you and you operate that word, there is no way you will fail. This, it can never happen. Unless God died. (laughs) Which is never going to happen. Once you know the truth, You're free on the earth. The truth is not when you get up to heaven. The truth is for your glory here on earth. For God to beautify your life here on earth. So that you cannot be oppressed. Jesus will get you to heaven. But his principles will be what will beautify your life here on the earth. So that you become light of the world. Again, like I said, not this little light of mine. Uh Uh-huh. God doesn't give anybody little light. Your little light cannot light even Cyprus. Talk about the world. Amen. So that's what it is. Jesus prepares you. Jesus in your heart gives you peace and creates peace in your heart. His principles in your life create prosperity. On the earth. You know, the Bible tells us in John chapter 1, verse 17, it says, For the law was given through Moses. And if I have time, I will go back to that. That very scripture I just read. The law was given through Moses, but grace that's Jesus in your heart taking you to heaven. And truth, that's principles. Him through Jesus Christ. Amen. So you got two. Right? You got grace. That's Jesus in your heart. To carry you, even though you have sinned. All your sins are forgiven. Jesus is in your life. He's in your heart. You're going to heaven. But to be free, you need these principles. Truth. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth. Not grace alone, but grace and Truth, grace, that's Jesus Christ in your heart. Truth, that's, we're talking about his principles now. Grace gets you to heaven. His truth prepares you for life here on earth. If you ignore his truth, you go to heaven, but Satan will rub your nose in the dirt here. Until you know his truth. This is what is happening to believers. You see, God desires, let me let this very clear. God doesn't like failure. Failure is never from God. If you're struggling, it's not, it's, that's not God's will. I guarantee you. God doesn't like that. If you're hurting and can't pay your bills and you're confused, that's not God. God is not the author of confusion. He won't bring confusion into your life. If you are hurting and things don't make sense, that's not God, He's not there. God wants every man that He created to succeed on the earth. How else will He send His Son? Why? For Jesus to come to the earth so I can fail in life? He died on the cross so I can accept failure? Jesus died so I can fail? No! That's the devil's gospel. Jesus came so that we might succeed in life. He came into our heart, made us new so that we can understand the working knowledge of His principles so we can succeed in life. God is the author of success. He loves success. But you have to understand this. God is not the one who decides who is going to be rich or who is going to be poor. There is no relationship between God's love and money and wealth. I will explain that to you. You can live in an $8 million home and still have the love of God upon your life. He loves everybody the same. Do you agree with me? Yeah. Yeah, you're living in an $8 million home and still have the full love of God. You can also live in a cardboard house and still have the fullness of God's love for you. He doesn't discriminate. He loves everybody. He's not going to say he's rich. I can't love that rich man. No. You decide where you want to live. And His principles worked out for us. Success, I'm going to make it very clear. And every one of us going there, can I hear an amen? amen. Yeah. Success is God's idea. He wants every child to be successful. And every one of you hearing my voice this morning, by the power of God, you will be successful. Amen. Because God has given you an assignment. And your assignment is the problems that you solve for others. (laughs) He put that in you. Sometimes when I'm talking to my wife, and she starts rattling all these milligrams of medicine and all of that, and I keep wondering, you can remember all of this stuff? That's incredible. I can remember this stuff. Because assignment, amen? Put there by God. To solve other people's problems. And they'll pay you for it. <laughs> they'll pay you for it. Because it's your assignment. When you discover who God created you to be, and you lock in into His principles, and you begin to go forth with His principles, you can't fail. The devil doesn't have the power to make you fail, he's been defeated. You can't fail unless you give up and let go of your dream. When you have that working knowledge of His principle, you'll make it. God didn't write failure on you when He created you. Amen. He wrote success and signed it upon your life with the blood of His Son. Because success is His life. Let me get, uh, go to this scripture. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. He says, this book of the law... Amen. (laughs) He's so into that. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Hmm. Let me tell you what. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall have what? Why would God give you His book? What was the reason for Him giving you His book? And He encourages you not to allow it. He wants you to have what? Good success! It's God's idea! Yeah. If you fail, it's not His, it's not His idea. You allowed it. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Keep speaking it. Meditate on it. Train your mind with the book meditate on it he says and then when you do that the mind will cooperate your body will cooperate and you will do according to everything that is written in the book because as you speak it as you meditate on it it begins to take over your whole life amen and then you begin to lean towards that and then you're doing what god wants and guess what follows that success Success. The closer you walk toward these principles, as you're speaking them, and your body begins to respond to them, he says, then you shall be able to, and you begin to walk on it, then success begins to follow you. Everywhere you go, you got goodness and mercy. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Because you're working out the principles that God is giving. Jesus in your heart is fine, but this book of the Lord must not depart from your mouth. Let me let you know this. God runs His words, with His word, with His mouth. Mm-hmm. The whole world, His universe. God doesn't get up from His throne to begin to get things done. He runs the universe with His mouth. His words. And you were created in His image. That's why when you speak those words and you begin to speak those words and meditate on them, your body begins to fall in line. And you begin to want to do what you're speaking. And as you do that, you begin to make your way prosperous, and you are having good, not just success, good success. That's what you get. As you walk God's principles. Amen. So, that's, that's what God wants. You know, I've said, said to people... Jesus will say, He's going to reward those who were victorious, right? Yeah. Successful, not failures. He's going to reward those who were victorious. Only the victorious ones, He will write His Father's name. Only those. If you were failing, that's not being victorious, right? No, only victorious ones. And we get everything to do that. Jesus in our heart, and his principles. Amen. We can run with those. And we can win in life. The battle is really in the mind. You see, Jesus in your heart, that's where God works. Preparing you for heaven. Okay? His principles, they work into your mind. That's the place where you can use the principle. Because when Jesus comes into your heart, you're already transformed. You're a new creature, you're going to heaven. But your mind is not saved. And so the battle is in the mind. If you allow the word of God to operate in that mind, and conform that mind with the word of God, you make it. you make it. If you lose in your mind, you're lost. If you win in your mind, you win. So the battle is right there in the mind. That's why the Bible says that we should renew what? Our minds. There is a world that was here. And if I have time, we'll get into to that. There was, there was a world that was here before Jesus came to bring the kingdom of God into the world. And Satan is the king of that world. And he's been running that world from before Jesus came till today with his principles. He's called the law of sin and death everything it touches dies. Satan in a man's heart prepares him for his life in hell. His principles, they are there to prepare him for a life without God on the earth. It's called the law of sin and death. The law that will destroy your marriage, the principles, the law that will destroy your family, is called the law of sin and death. The law will destroy your marriage, destroy your family, destroy your children, destroy your finances, destroy your nation, destroy anything. As long as he has way, sway way in whatever is going on. Satan does partake partake in all of those things. These principles are there that that, that run in cause sin and death. But he in your spirit, you remember what Jesus said to the people? You are of your father, what? The devil. (laughs) There are only two families on the earth. God's family and Satan's family. If you don't belong to God's family, guess who your father is? You can scream all you want and say, no, I don't want Satan as my father. He knows you belong to him. He knows it. You can scream all you want. And when God is not in your life, you got no other place to go. You know what's happening? Satan keeps everyone in his kingdom blind. He blinds them and he keeps them blind. His kingdom is called the kingdom of darkness. He wants you to walk in the dark until he fully destroys you and gets you to hell. But God's kingdom is called the kingdom of light. And God heals all the blind in this kingdom. So that they can see. They can see. And how do they see? They know the truth. The truth is never hidden from them. Satan has blind the minds of those that belong to him so that they never know the truth. And as long as they don't know the truth, he'll destroy them here first, and then he sends them to hell. But that's not your portion in Jesus' name. That's not your portion. Your portion is prosperity. Jesus said, I came that they might have what? Life. How much Life. That they might have it more abundant. That's not failure. There's nothing failure written in that. Abundant life means what it says. Abundant life. Full of life. Not to down. Oh brother, I'm feeling really bad today. next day, oh I'm happy. And then the following day, oh I'm not sad today. No. Abundant life. That's what Jesus came to. You know, we get there because we don't understand these principles. We don't understand these principles. Every one of us goes through difficult times. I go through them all the time. You solve one problem and another one shows up. And sometimes two shows up. I remember where did you all come from? I didn't have this before. <laughs> and they tend to want to get you down. To make you lose hope. But just one few, just a few minutes with my father. Amen. As I begin to turn on the generator inside of me. I turn on that generator in prayer and pray in the Holy Ghost. and, And then I begin to get charged. And then I read the Word of God and read His principles. And I say, that can't be for me. Get out. Get lost. That's not for me. Take it somewhere else. I'm not receiving that. I know what my Father said. I got a working knowledge of his principle. You're not taking me there. I'm not going with you. Amen. That's what the word says. So the battle is really in the mind. Romans 12 verse 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world. Don't listen to the principles of the world. They are telling you, you're going to fail. There's no hope for you. Your marriage is going to fail. Don't, your children are not going to make it. Don't listen to them. Don't be conformed. That's the law of sin and death. You got another law working for you. He's called the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Take that law and life will flow into every area of your life. You got nothing to fear. You got Jesus now. Amen. You got Jesus now. I have no fear of anything. Nobody's going to make me. He will make me. If you make me, you cannot make me. But when he makes me, no man cannot make me. I don't need anybody to make me. I just need him and his principles. That's just the truth. So you get no fear of anybody. You don't have to please anybody. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You got Jesus and you got his principles. The battle is in the mind. Do not conform to this world. Don't listen to what the world is saying to you. That you can't make it. Don't pay attention to what's happening with the economy of the United States. If you cry like the rest of them, you suffer what they're suffering. You don't have to go there. The the economy of the United States is not what governs my home. I go by God's economy. And that's abundant life. (laughs) Amen. I'm not going with that. So I'm not going to fail. He says, but you renew your mind and be transformed. How do you get transformed? Transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can show to them. That's proof. Show to them what's good and what's acceptable and what's the perfect will of God. Your life As you refuse to be conformed to Satan's principles and you are conforming yourself to God's principles, you are able to show to them, I'm telling you, this stuff works. Look at me. This is good. This is where God wants it. This is God's good will. This is God's acceptable will. And this is God's perfect will. Look at me. See what God's doing through me. That's what you can do to them when you go with God's principles. It never fails. There was a time when I didn't I wasn't sure if it works. It does work. I don't have to plead with anybody. I don't need any kind of thing. I don't need any kind of sign. I know it works. And if you lock in with it, he'll make your life. That's why we preach the gospel. It's God's word telling you about the nature of the kingdom of God. How you can operate. Jesus said to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God to them his parable that you can know it and excel in life that's what it is your mind needs three things three things your mind needs focus jack of all trades master of none Your mind needs focus. Your mind needs that. Secondly, your mind needs instruction. Instruction. Third thing, your mind needs somebody to look up to. Amen? Somebody to look up to as your example, your hero. Somebody, you look into that person. Because you see what God... If you're looking for something in life, in any given area, if it's finances, find the children of God that have excelled in that area as your hero. And begin to study them. What they do. How they pray. Guess what's going to happen to you? Your life's going to be transformed. You know, I think about Kenneth Copeland, and I'm ahead of myself. You know Kenneth Copeland? God has worked with that man with regards to finances. I know that. And admire the man. Besides that, I want to know what he knows. (laughs) Because something works. Everybody that works with Kenneth Copeland ends up having a jet. (laughs) It works. You may criticize them. (laughs) I I don't criticize them. I'm wondering, what does he know that I don't know? I got to know what principles he knows. I want to really know. Everyone that worked with this man ended up having a jet. And somebody prophesied over Angela some years back and said, one day you're going to be sitting with Gloria in a, in a program speaking to the world. And I, 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 after the thing, I went to Angela and I said, I'm telling you now, if you go sit with Gloria and you come back without a jet, I'm sending you right back. <laughs> go back And bring our jets okay because there's something about that I know there could be excesses you know there could be excesses in that realm but that's not what I'm looking at I want to know the secret there the human they make mistakes but I want to know the secret so you got to find somebody you can pattern your life somebody to look up to those men came joined with uh, Kenneth Copeland he took them in. I've read about Crawford Dollar. He's like, oh, Kenneth Copeland is asking me. He was a big thing in his office to minister in his ministry. And he calls him father and began to learn. And he tra- watching the man, his man began to be trained to not only preach the gospel with all sincerity, but to be just like his father. Amen. Doing the works of God. That's what it is. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, both of them looked up to their father Abraham. They constantly said, my father Abraham, our father Abraham, Isaac. That's all he said. That was his hero. He patterned his life after him. Jacob patterned his life after Abraham and Isaac. Elijah stayed with Elijah and studied the man. And later he got the secret. He says, now, I'm a gluten. I don't just want your power. I want a double portion of what you got. He has studied him. Amen? Studied the principles. He knew he could get it. Watching his master. So he was not afraid to ask. Let me tell you something. Asking from God, is the clearest sign of humility. Say that again. Asking from God is the clearest sign of humility. Because when you ask, that's your seed for receiving. You don't ask, you will not have. So when you study, focus on that in your heart. You must focus. The mind needs focus. Something to focus on. A dream. That you will never give up, no matter what's happening. The mind needs that. Don't allow your mind to walk of wonder. Stay focused on something. On a dream. Let me let you know this. There is something called memory. And another thing called imagination. Memory replaces the past. Your memories replace the past, and some of them is really good. When you begin to think about what happened in the past, imagination pre plays your future. When you imagine things, it preplays your future. And God is told us in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or even think or imagine. So if you can imagine it, play, play it for the future, God's there. He'll do better than that. You see... When you have a picture in your mind, whatever picture you have in your mind will determine how you behave. The way you see yourself in your head will determine how you carry yourself, how you behave. So when God wants to do a great thing in a man's life, guess what he does? He shows him the way he, God, really sees him. And once that man is gotten that, a transformation is come. A focus. When God was to change Abraham's life, he said, he brought him out. He said, now look at the stars. Remember that? Focus on the stars. He says, can you count them? I'm sure Abraham went one, two, three, four, five. By the time he got to eight, he says, God, you know, I can't count them. I'm confused. And God says, now, those are the faces of your children. So every time Abraham looked up and he saw his star here, that's my son there. He gave him a picture. A focus. A focus. If you keep replaying the past that's bitter, that's negative, you are asking for a rematch. You get the same result. If you uh, replay the past that is positive, you have a rematch as well. You bring it into your future, right? But all you get is the same result. How good is that? That's why Paul said, forgetting the things which are behind, Philippians 3, verse 13, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. In other words, I've achieved a lot. I have achieved a lot in my life. But even so, I'm not looking back. I'm looking for something bigger than what I got in the past. The focus is different. Not in the past, but in the future. Then he says, forgetting. But one thing I do. How many things do you do? One thing. One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal. I got a goal. I've got to go after my goal. I'm not holding back. I'm not going to let past success stop me from going to my goal. I'm not going to replay the past. I'm pre-playing my future. I'm pre-playing my future. I'm reaching out for that goal. That's what he's saying. Many Christians are so easily satisfied with their success in the past. And they keep talking about their success in the past. And they have no future in their heart. Yeah, you can talk about your success in the past. But let it be a springboard for what you're dreaming about. You're saying, God did it in the past. And I'm looking for something greater in the future. Amen. That's what it should be. Let me tell you something. A dream is concluded in the night. (laughs) You realize the goal of your dream is... In one night. When Joseph had a dream, how many nights did it take him for his brothers to bow down to him? Just one dream. They were already bowing down in his dream. He saw it. You realize the goal in one night. But sometimes it takes a lifetime to get to that dream. See? Sometimes it will look as like if the dream is never going to be realized. So you must prepare your mind to be focused. This is my dream, Paul says. I got my goal. I don't look at my past success or failures. I'm after that, that dream I have in mind. I'm pursuing after it. You keep the mind focused. If you keep that mind, the battle is in the mind, that's where the principles of God work. Take the principles of God and begin to work that mind and see what God will do with your mind. That's what is needed. I said the mind also needs instruction. The mind needs instruction. You see, we were born, and it's like our slates were already so full. From the things that we knew from the past. Satan had written on our slaves so much. There was no room. And then Jesus came and wiped out the slate. There's nothing there anymore. And Jesus said, write whatever you want on it. Good things. Amen? Write whatever you want on it. That's why the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you meditate in it. In other words, you engage your mind. You begin to instruct your mind using the principles of God. That God is God and that you can succeed in life. That God wants to give you success in life. As you begin to program your mind. Your body will follow according to Joshua 1 verse 8. And then you you will begin to have good success. That's what happened with Isaac. He says the man Isaac began. That's Genesis 26. The man Isaac began to prosper. And continued to prosper. Until he became very prosperous. That's God's will for every one of us. Amen. God wants to bless you. That's just the truth. God cannot be in your life and have you have a curse. He takes care of his family. Jesus said, if you earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? When God is your father, he take care of you. Stop looking to men. Turn your eyes today towards heaven. When you do that, you honor him. He'll feel it up there and says, that's mine. I mean, we're going to take care of that one. But as long as your eyes are still on men, he's going to be a, you'll struggle back and forth. Some people go back and forth. They trust God one day, the next day they are trusting man. A double-minded person is what? unstable in all his ways and God says let not that man think he'll ever receive anything from God. You got to stay focused. Amen. Amen. You got something this morning? Excuse me. Be determined. Giving up, that's failure. I've been through difficult times too. I, there's no, that word is a curse word as far as I'm concerned. No giving up in anything. You set your mind to do it, stay with it. Don't ever give up. The Bible says that if you are doing well, it says be faithful in well-doing because in due time you will reap if you don't give up. So there is success. You know what I say this morning? Abraham saw his children's face in the sky, okay? His children's faces. What I see before me is a lot of successes. Look at you. Look at you there. God is going to bring success into your family. And I'm not just talking. I speak on his behalf. Because I know that is his will. There's no need to be discouraged this morning. There's no need to hang your head down. As long as God is on his throne. He'll take care of you. Forgive your past. Don't replay it. That's what's holding you back. Forget it. Let's move forward. Stand up with me this morning. Amen. Yes.